snippets of timeless classics with ramblings on everything bookish, Ink and Quill connects you with literature, culture and writers in China and around the globe. Discovering literature and the following stories behind your favorite authors. This is Ink and Quill. I'm your host, Yang Yong, right here in Beijing. Last week, the eminent Chinese author, playwright and translator Yang Jiang has passed away. She was 105 years old. As her many fans and readers mourn the death of this literary luminary, heartfelt tributes and eulogies are flowing across the country. At our alma mater, Tsinghua University, students and teachers holding candles and flowers gather together to remember this established alumna. In 2014, I won the Love Reading Scholarship, which was founded by Madame Yang. When I wrote a letter to her to express my gratitude, I was so excited. I never thought that I would have direct contact with her. Now she is gone. She will always be my mentor in research and life. Since high school, I started to read Qian Zhongshu and Yang Jiang's books. From Fortress Besieged, We Three to Don Quixote, which was translated by Madame Yang, I read all of them. These books have inspired me so much. While in bookshops, a deluge of book lovers flock into stores to get their hands on the works of the literary heroine. She lost her daughter and husband in her 80s. Facing the passing of loved ones, she didn't indulge herself in sadness, but appeared to be so calm and unruffled. She dealt with pain in such great composure. Her book We Three impressed me the most. Although what it documents are merely moments of a family life, it touches me greatly. While online, numerous netizens pour out their condolences by posting their photos and quoting her words. But who is Yang Jiang exactly? And why did this prolific writer win such great reverence and a wide following in the country? So, in today's Inconquil, let's follow our reporter Li Ningjing to learn the eventful life of Yang Jiang to backtrack her long and winding journey as a woman, wife and mother. In 1990, a TV series named Fortress Besieged, or widely known as Weicheng in Chinese, became a national hit. Adapted from the namesake novel and set in the 1930s, the drama won the hearts of many, not only by its vivid display of the hypocrisy and pedantry of the Chinese intelligentsia, but also thanks to its satiric presentation of wedlock. Although the show uses the metaphor of a besieged fortress to illustrate the predicament in marriage and life, its original author, Qian Zhongshu, on the contrary, had a blissful and happy one. Married for over six decades, he and his wife, Yang Jiang, were commonly regarded as the model couple in the literary world. On more than one occasion, he attributed the success of their marriage to Yang Jiang. In his eyes, she was the most virtuous wife and the most talented lady. 
Yang Jiang, whose birth name was Yang Jikang, grew up in a well-to-do intellectual family in East China's Jiangsu province. From an early age, she had demonstrated a strong interest in reading, a habit that accompanied her throughout her life. In 1932, due to the student strike at Suzhou University, she traveled all the way to Beijing to study at Tsinghua University, where she met her future husband, Qian Zhongshu. It was love at first sight. In her later work, she described their first encounter like this. In March 1932, I met Zhongshu for the first time. Dressed in a long black gown, he wore a pair of clothes, shoes, and old-fashioned glasses. But still appeared to be refined and scholarly looking. After the first meeting, he wrote to me and asked me to meet him at the H-shaped hall. When we met, the first words out of his mouth were, "I am not engaged." I replied nervously, "I don't have a boyfriend." So we started to exchange letters. We wrote so frequently that later we exchanged one letter a day. When he went back home for holidays. I felt awful for such a long time. When I calmed down, I thought, "I am done. I am falling in love." Three years later, the two lovebirds got married and headed to University of Oxford to further Qian's study. Spending probably the most carefree time of their life together, the couple also welcomed their only child, a daughter named Qian Yuan. But the bliss and peace of this small family didn't last long. In 1938, after finishing their studies in England and France, the couple went back home just one year after Japan's invasion of China. Staying in the war-torn Shanghai, Yang started to put pen to paper. Within two years, she wrote several plays that feature the complexity of human relations at that time, causing quite a stir. One of her comedies, As You Wish It. Or known as Chen Xin Ru Yi in Chinese, was so successful that it's still performed on stage today. Yang's success seemed to awaken the muse inside her husband. In 1946, Qian published his collection of short stories, Men, Beasts, and Ghosts. One year later, his most prominent work, Fortress Besieged, came out. Steeped in wisecracks, epigrams, and profound wisdom, this powerful satiric fiction, as the famous critic C. T. Xia once put it, is one of the greatest Chinese novels of the 20th century. More than once, Qian Zhongshu attributed his achievement to the dedication and encouragement of his wife. Xue Hongshi, a family friend, recalls. As friends, we love to tease Chen about his tendency of praising Yang Jiang all the time. He adored her very much. He once said that she is a wife, lover, and confidant, all wrapped into one. But the couple gradually shifted their interest. In one of the interviews in her later years, Yang Jiang explained. When Qian Zhongshu was young, he once revealed his life goal to me. He said, "I am not an ambitious man. I'd rather spend my entire life in research. It may not sound like some grand dream, but the aspiration sounds big enough to me." From the early 1950s, Qian started to focus on the study of ancient Chinese poetry. Meanwhile, Yang became a researcher in foreign literature at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, 
From French novelist Lesage's magnus opus Geoblast to the legendary masterpiece Don Quixote, Young took a special interest in translating European picaresque novels. In order to be faithful to the original classic, this fluent English and French speaker even taught herself Spanish. In 1978, Yang Jiang published her translation of Don Quixote. Her version is not only commonly regarded as the definitive translation of this masterpiece, but also grants Yang an order from the Spanish king. But what really elevated Yang to an internationally renowned writer is a 1981 memoir, Six Chapters from My Life Down Under, an essay collection that is based on her experience during the Cultural Revolution. Unlike many other memoirs of that period, the book doesn't pour out the pain, struggle, and shame in great details. Instead, leaping through the mundane moments, the author narrated her everyday toils, her enduring love with her husband, the unlikely friendship with a puppy, as well as the suicide of her son-in-law in a sober, subtle, and mild tone. Despite the absence of accusations, the book echoes with profound emotional impact. Xue Hongshi, a former colleague of the couple, explains. Those young red guards were quite vicious to her, but in her mind, they were merely sheep in wolf's clothing. She thought everyone was kind-hearted. She was a firm believer in the good nature of mankind. In the 1980s, after the overwhelming success of Don Quixote and Six Chapters, Yang published a novel, Baptism. Featuring the lives of a group of intellectuals in the 1950s, Yang's fiction sheds lights on the mentality of Chinese people with wit and irony, which is no less a great reading than her husband's fortress besieged. Guan Shiguang, head of the People's Literature Publishing House, speaks highly of Yang's writing. I think a good literary work is produced based on the author's experience and perception of life. I think that's the reason why Yang Jiang's works always speak to us. She explained life philosophy in a very simple, clear manner, and used vivid descriptions to bring those characters back to life. However, just as everything was on the right track, Yang Jiang's life had been turned upside down again. In 1997, her only child, Qian Yuan, an English professor at Beijing Normal University, died from spinal cancer. One year later, her husband Qian Zhongshu passed away. For the next few years, Yang lived her life away from the public eyes. At the age of 92, she published her most well-known work, We Three, which was initially suggested by her daughter. In this heartbroken autobiography, she lamented. Life doesn't end like fiction or fairy tales. It doesn't end with happily ever after. There is no pure happiness in this earthly world, and happiness always comes with trouble and sorrow. There is no forever as well. As we go through so much, in our twilight years, we finally found a place to settle. However, as death and illness comes to us all, we come to the end of our road. As the only survivor of a family, Yang Jiang spent the rest of her life restoring and compiling her husband's notes and unfinished manuscripts. In 2001, she donated all their remuneration and set up a scholarship fund at Tsinghua University. During the ceremony, she emphasized the importance of self-cultivation to students. Now I'm getting older. 
As I get older, I realize how profound the motto of Tsinghua University is: self-discipline and social commitment. So, whom do we strive for? Why do we make an effort? These questions are worth pondering. In addition to We Three, Yang Jiang remained prolific all her life. At the age of 96, she published the book *Reaching the Brink of Life*. A philosophic work that clearly alludes to her late husband's collection of essays, *Marginalia to Life*. Then, at 103, she surprised the world by releasing a sequel to her novel *Baptism*. Yu Zijiang, a doctor of literature at Beijing Normal University, has a high regard for Yang's achievements. When we think of a scholar and writer, they tend to excel in only one field. But Yang was strong in both areas. She was an accomplished scholar, a scholar with the most demanding standards. On May the twenty-fifth, two thousand and sixteen, Yang Jiang bid farewell to this world, finally reunited with her loved ones. So, how should we remember and pay homage to this great woman? A poem by English writer Walter Savage Landor, which was translated by Yang Jiang years ago, may already provide the answer. I strove with none, for none was worth my strife. Nature I loved, and next to nature, art. I warmed both hands before the fire of life. It sinks, and I am ready to depart. That was Ning Jing telling us the life story of Yang Jiang, one of the greatest writers and translators in modern Chinese history. Coming up, our reporter Jing Nan will talk with Professor Wang Zhengxu from Fudan University to discuss more about Yang Jiang's achievements in literature. Now, first up, could you give us a review of Madame Yang Jiang's achievements? Well, I think most of her literary contributions were made in her earlier career. Right, she translated. Don Quixote、uh, from Spanish. That's、uh, a very important addition to the Chinese、uh, world of、uh, literature. In her later career, she basically gave up being a creative writer. So let's say the formal contribution to the literature or culture was made in her earlier career, and you know her later life was、uh, mainly observing as a symbol, unconsciously I think, symbol for many. Young or middle-aged people—the kind of ideal type of living. Mm, well, indeed, Madame Yang was、uh, very well respected, not just because of her contribution to culture, but also because of her own unique worldview and life values. Now, what is your understanding of her values? Certainly, you can see a very sharp turn in her worldview. In her earlier times, she was, you know, very talented, very committed to intellectual life, intellectual creativity. But later, I think, just because they have been through so much during the Cultural Revolution, she basically, and her husband as well, I think, they understand for life that, you know, life is just about being calm.、Uh, try to. Avoid any forthcoming or aggressiveness in their life. Just flow with the water and stay calm, and just enjoy whatever time given with your 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 family and your friends. A very、uh, self-contained type of living. Well,、uh, this self-contained way of living, as you said, may actually have、uh, caused some criticism from some people who say that she didn't do enough for society and、uh, social problems. What do you think? Oh, I think that asking for too much from her by that time she was rather old, 
and being a very intellectual woman, it's just not reasonable to expect her to get out and speak out for certain burning issues in the society. It can contribute to the society in, in many different ways. Um, ever since Madame Yang's passing away, many people have been paying tribute to her in different ways. And one particular phenomenon is that a paragraph that was said to be from some words of wisdom she said when she turned 100 years old got widely circulated on WeChat. But later, that paragraph turned out to be falsely attributed to her. So what do you think that tells us about our mentality? That's a very interesting thing that happens a lot. People take uh, Madame Yang as a symbol and then smuggle some words or sayings that didn't belong to her uh, into her world. On a deeper level, it reflects there's a big demand or big need for kind of intellectuality uh, or spirituality that people want to be able to make sense of life in a, in a rather intellectual or spiritual way. I think it's societal need for such sayings, such words to be fed to. That was Wang Zhengxu, professor of contemporary Chinese studies at Fudan University, speaking with Jingnan. You are listening to Inconquil with Yang Yong. We will be back soon. Bestseller, smash hit, page turner. Inconquil delves into the very heart of the works that make us laugh, cry, and sigh. Welcome back. This is Inconquil. On May 25, 2016, well-known Chinese writer, translator, and foreign literature researcher Yang Jiang died at the age of 105 in Beijing. She passed away, shutting the door to an era of Chinese literature, leaving behind a legacy of more than just words on papers. Among all her works, we three, or well known as Wu Sa in Chinese, is the most popular one. So let's follow our reporter Hui Guang to check it out. Two days after her death, Yang Jiang's body was cremated. According to her will, no mourning hall, no farewell ceremony, and no ash will remain. All cultural relics of the calligraphy and painting in her house will be donated to National Museum of China. A life of 105 years ended without leaving any traces. The closest things of hers to the world are her books. Her 2004 essay collection, We Three, about her family life with her late husband and their daughter, was a bestseller. In the book, she wrote, There is no pure happiness in the world. There are always annoyances and worries mixed with it. This book of We Three recalls her husband Qian Zhongshu and their daughter Qian Yuan, who died of cancer one year before the father's passing away. Yang enjoyed decades of fame across the country for her literature, not only with three, but also six chapters from a life down under and baptism. Fluent in English, French, and Spanish, her translations of such classics like Don Quixote and Gil Blas remain the definitive versions for Chinese readers. Born in 1911, Yang Jiang was doomed to live in a transitional age from traditional to modern. She got her master's degree in foreign languages and literature at Tsinghua University, where she met her husband Qian Zhongshu, whose later work, the satirical novel Fortress Besieged, is famous around the world. 
Their marriage was widely seen as a model union set against the background of the 20th century in China. No matter if life was turbulent with chaos, or prosperous but busy, Yang has kept her easy and calm style in a low key all her life. Even in 1978, after a short public appearance to accept the award from Spanish King Juan Carlos de Melo for her extraordinary contribution in translating the Spanish novel, Yang disappeared again from public view. Yang donated royalties that their couple earned to Tsinghua University to set up the Love Reading Scholarship in the name of her family after her husband and daughter passed away. On the establishing ceremony of the scholarship, she said, "Because I myself hereby representing we three, including me, Qian Zhengshu, who has passed away, and our daughter Qian Yuan, we three agreed previously that when we get money, we would fund a scholarship with the title Love Reading instead of using our personal names." While in the preface of her recalling narrative essays, we three. She wrote, "We three have scattered, leaving only me behind to clean up. I am alone, missing us three being together." An old intellectual who has passed a hundred years ups and downs just wanted to say something about her family at the end of her life. I live a full life, an interesting one, because we are we three. Or we should say, we three never waste our lives, because we are we three. After their daughter and her husband's death, Yang has lived on her own for nearly twenty years. Yang never stopped writing. She said, "No matter how difficult a situation we're in, we never stop reading and working, because these are our interests." In the community, among hundreds of apartments, the only one with neither enclosed balcony nor interior decoration belongs to Yang. In it, she finished organizing work of Qian Zhongshu's academic relics. I counted every piece of the script by myself. It's very difficult in counting. For example, when I was counting, someone came to inform me that I had to answer a phone call. I could not remember the number. So I added a piece of paper to every page I just finished. Then I counted the paper and double and triple check. I realized soberly that the apartment which we used to call our home is just an inn during the journey of our lives. But where is home? I don't exactly know. I am looking for my home to return to. Still. After she published the three volumes reading notes of Rong'an Chamber and the manuscripts of Qian Zhongshu Chinese Notes with twenty volumes, she said, "Today, Qian Zhongshu must be happy and proud, as well as ashamed and grateful. I am his wife. I am able to experience his feelings." For Yang Jiang, everything was a trial. The people steadily said in the remembrance, "These trials show her calm and simple state of mind, her lack of desire for fame or wealth." Our family is very simple. We three are very simple too. We three hold ourselves aloof from the world. What we were asking for was to live together 
and to work on our own. Whenever I met any difficulties, Qian Zhongshu always faced them together with me. Thus, difficulties turn out to be not that difficult. Besides, we had A Yuan who was always willing to help. In this way, we turned hardship into sweet memories. As long as we had something small to be happy about, we felt very happy. Qian Yuan, Qian Zhongshu, and Yang Jiang, they three have finally gathered together. That was Wei Guang reviewing We Three, written by the late Chinese writer Yang Jiang. May her rest in peace. It's time to wrap up today's program. Don't forget that there are always more interesting happenings in the literary world. To learn more about us, you are always welcome to follow our Facebook account, China Plus. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Yang Yong. Goodbye.